0: Hi, friends. I'm Jeffrica. And I'm Amaris. And we're the host
1: of the Stories We
0: Tell podcast.
1: We created this podcast as an avenue to illustrate the stories that shape our lives, the
0: struggles, the triumph, and the in-between. We're going to be talking about topics like relationships, life transitions, and current culture. Thanks for joining the conversation.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Stories We Tell podcast. It's Amaris and Jeffrika. Another episode from the great city of Austin, Texas. Great.
0: <laughs> mm, Texas ain't been great this week. <laughs> Let
1: me tell you what we have been going through.
0: Questionable.
1: A snow apocalypse, an ice apocalypse, more like, where we've I had know. three days of ice, no power for about twenty-four hours, but Precisely. we're back. We're back and we're rolling we're back I personally enjoyed it I thought it was a great time the weather was really cold and nice and crisp and it just makes you feel alive and it's 83
0: in South Florida today and I would be mad because it's February cannot wait to get back it's february and 83 degrees it's just not how life's supposed to work this was nice for a visit i enjoyed it yeah i was wrapped up like a burrito last night and did not move from that one spot because we had no power no heat nothing
1: okay i want to show you guys if you're watching on youtube or spotify which you should be can you see that disaster there are down trees and power lines everywhere, so it's been an ordeal. Ugh. And this
0: one was out driving in it. Well, yeah. Storm tracker.
1: Storm chaser. <laughs> anyway. Well, today we're talking about something that can be complicated. Mm. Agreed. But something that I feel like we're both navigating pretty well. Agreed as well. Okay, we're talking about... Your relationship with yourself. Self-love, self-care, all Mm -hmm. the self. So when you think about relationship with self, what are the things that come to mind
0: first for you? Hmm. There's been a lot of growth in that relationship. Probably the most growth and change. Um, Immediately, the word that comes to mind that I had to learn as a recovering people pleaser. Mm -hmm. Was no. Mm. I had to learn how to use my no. How to say no. How to be comfortable not necessarily pleasing everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's taken years. Yeah. Years to get to that place. So that's been like my biggest hurdle is being comfortable saying no and sometimes disappointing people to not disappoint me.
1: That's so good.
0: I wrote in my journal
1: like years ago. That my favorite word is no, but it took me 24 years to say it. Because I was Mm -hmm. the same way. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I would get that anxiety of, Mm -hmm. like, if I don't please this other person, then I'm disappointing them. But meanwhile, I was so miserable that it just, like, did not work well. But again, it's been a journey of, like, getting to a place where, like, because I feel like there's two camps really there's like the people who are like total people pleasers and then there's the people who don't care at all what people (laughs) think and I'm like neither of those are healthy let's figure out somewhere in between yeah um and so I I feel like that's been even harder to navigate is like Mm -hmm. what you are willing to say yes to especially because you might love someone or it might be important to that person even if you don't want to do it
0: and you know um how to still serve yourself well And being able to maybe come up with creative alternatives or another solution. If it's not necessarily you fulfilling whatever the question is. Yeah. Interesting journey this has been. Um, What are some things that has helped you with finding your no and being able to say that and being more comfortable? People being idiots. Oh, okay.
1: If I'm being honest, like, (laughs) mine wasn't this, like... Cute journey of like, oh, I'm discovering mine was literally realizing that people will bully you Mm. into Living a miserable life if you let them. and I feel like one person set me off one time (laughs) Too many ruined and it was over. I mean literally I remember being so Paralyzed by like trying to please everyone specifically mine was in college. so It wasn't 24 years I think it was it was my freshman year of college Freshman or sophomore year of college, and mm. when I would come home from school, it was like everyone wanted to line, like everyone mm-hmm. wanted to mm-hmm. demand your time. Yep. Yep. Whereas I really only cared about seeing, fam- like my family. Yeah, and I remember someone like recognizing that I was only spending time with my family, <laughs> but then making it a problem. How dare you! And <laughs> I remember losing my mind and i'm telling you from then on i did not care i was like i I, how dare i get to the end of my life and say i lived it for someone else Mm. Mm -mm -mm. no you have your chance to do whatever you want and this is my chance to like yeah do what i want and love people well like i definitely want to be in that you know Whatever. I think you're
0: very well balanced in that, for sure. If you hadn't told me that, I remember the first time you told me that story, and I almost found it hard to believe because I think I've only known you in this mm-hmm. comfortability with no, and so I was like, really? I, I found it really strange to believe that you had a difficult time with that because you seem so, like, you're very confident. You, you voice your opinion. You state whatever you want and whatever it is without any hesitancy. Well, so.
1: well you can thank <laughs> people who shall not be named
0: For that, because that
1: was not always my story. I mean, the same things that you would talk about of feeling like that overwhelming anxiety and panic and like not being able to sleep because what if this person thinks, girl, break free, (laughs) break free. So I feel like that has been the one singular thing that's helped me. What about you?
0: That's great. You found it very early on. I did. For me, honestly, I can look back and say my pivotal moment was 2020 mm. that year was so pivotal in so many different ways for me um and I think it came while I was in a season or getting ready to come out of the season of depletion and living in exhaustion yeah. and constantly being pulled on and like mm. constantly feeling the need to be everything to everyone else and it was literally killing me Yikes. and I think that what did help me to, to realize that was one once I stepped out of that and was able to be in solitude again Mm -hmm. and like reflect and look back at who I was and where I was and what I was unhappy with and where I was mentally and emotionally. And I was like, I am tired. Like I remember, I remember there would be moments where I would consciously say yes, knowing in my mind, I'm only doing this to make you happy. Mm -hmm. There's not one part of me that wants to do this, that, you know, has a desire to do this. And remembering, having those moments of like, Consciously knowing that I'm doing this for other people, but I'm continuously feeling like I'm disappointing myself. And so it was after that year. It was after that season. It was after the reflection. It was after going through therapy. Like that was a big one to really help me become aware of where I was and my people pleasing tendencies and actually gaining my power back. So I think awareness was a really big one for me. But after that year, like, I don't want to live in this way anymore. Um, and so funny, I was i was so similar to you in college when I would go home. I was the type of person, I literally tried to divvy up my time with everyone. Like I wanted to make sure I was well balanced in who I spend time with and where I go and who I visit. Cause it was always that constant tension too, of like, well, you didn't go see so-and-so. I would come home, my mom would have my schedule set of like who I need to go see, like who, who we need to visit, like so-and-so wanna see you, they hadn't seen you in a while. And I would run all over town back and forth trying to see all these people. And so I I didn't have that mindset back then, but mine came a little later in adulthood. And so it's been a beautiful journey of freedom. Exactly what you said of feeling like, wow, there's so much freedom and I can breathe and I can say no and like be happy with my decisions while still loving people well, while Mm -hmm. still intentionally making time for people setting, you know, lunch dates, making sure I can keep up with my relationships and maintain those relationships that are important to me. But also have time for me and not do it from a depleted place. I think because I'm going to forget,
1: usually this is something that I would put towards the end of like advice you would give to someone who's Mm. in that space, but I don't think that I'll remember. So I want to come (laughs) back to, we were both in the same situation in 2020 where it was like, there was such a demand. Um, and it very much felt like a forceful, like you have to Mm -hmm. say yes. Yes. Um, So what would you say to people who are in that have to, whether it's like extenuating circumstances or whether they are just people, like, I don't know what it might be, but it's that forceful, like,
0: yeah, yeah. I would say like looking back on my situation, if I was in that situation again, I would make sure I intentionally set dates with me. Like I didn't do that. Like it was just constantly me showing up for everyone else and neglecting me and I didn't have... A long time and I didn't have solo dates like I do now so I would say start there start by doing things that are fun for you again do those things again like I think we get so caught up in the rat race and this schedule and always running that we forget about things that we actually like to enjoy whether that's yeah. going to a movie or going to the park or going out to eat whatever it is start maybe once a week set time in the calendar put it on the calendar and make it happen to Have time for yourself. Set time for
1: yourself. That's really good. Yeah. I don't know what advice I would give. (laughs) I'd say change the situation.
0: (laughs) That would be my only advice.
1: Um, I think, I mean, obviously, that would be my ultimate advice. But I know that even it could be a family thing. It could be something that's very different, you know? And so for me, I think what you said is really great. Um, Making time for yourself and carving that out. But I also think that there is... You always say this, like the insanity thing, you know, like there has Mm -hmm. to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And if Mm -hmm. you don't see that your mental health is not going to be okay to just be like, I am in this like really insane, whatever. So I feel like you need to figure out what that light is for you, whether it's you changing the situation, whether it's conversations that you need to have, Mm -hmm. whether, you Mm -hmm. know, like Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you need to like
0: try Mm -hmm. and make
1: space for something
0: to change. Agreed, that's very important, and sometimes that comes with hard conversations that we don't want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one. I think a lot of times the avoidance uh, that we tend to have makes us you know place ourselves in uncomfortable situations and situations where we compromise our own happiness. so yeah. gaining confidence in that would definitely help, but that's a whole other journey yeah. as well of confidence and yeah. learning that.
1: So besides the piece where it's like, you know, you're saying saying yes to the things that you want to say yes to, saying no to those other things, what do you feel like has really like molded the way that you take care of you? You talked mm. about your dates. How about you talk extensively Yay. about like what you do and what that looks like for you
0: solo date night. Yay. Um, every Friday are solo dates night for me. Uh, so this year I'll give a few examples of what I've done so far. Um, last month I went to a comedy show. So it was like Friday night and this is what I used to do. Like after work, I shut down and I make it a whole situation where I get ready and get dressed and have the music going and do my makeup and put on lashes. Like I make it a whole event of getting dolled up and I have fun doing that and picking out my outfits and getting ready and I don't drive so like I order my car because in my mind I'm like I'm doing the things that's going to happen when I'm married so like Mm. I want to be a passenger princess I don't want to (laughs) drive everywhere (laughs) so I order my car and so uh, one particular Friday night I went to a comedy show I saw this comedian that I found on TikTok was going to be in town and I really liked him so Went to the comedy show um, after it was over I didn't get food there because the food was whack in the comedy place. And so after it was over, I ordered food at the Cheesecake Factory. And then I went to pick up my food and went out. Um, there's a little downtown area where I live. And so I went and found a nice little picnic table and had my food outside. It was nighttime. And, like, there were a lot of people around and kids playing. And, like, just enjoyed my own company. Like, yeah. it was so much fun. I had my favorite dessert, my cheesecake. And just sat there and like people watched and like thought about stuff and I don't know I had fun like I enjoyed that and so sometimes it's that sometimes it's going to the movies I did a movie night one night um sometimes it's even staying inside so like if I don't feel like being bothered I don't want to be around people it's staying inside and doing a movie on Disney plus or something or whatever that may look like sometimes it's taking a bubble bath and like watching podcasts so it's It's whatever I feel like doing in the moment, but it's intentional and it's scheduled. Yeah. Um, And it's things that replenish me and fills me up and makes me happy. And I enjoy doing those things. I love that. That's how I keep keep myself sane. And that's Mm -hmm. how I keep up with loving me and, and making sure that... And when I do those things, it makes me more comfortable. And it doesn't make me feel like I'm being selfish. Like, I think a lot of times when people hear self-care or like you're doing these things for yourself or by yourself like it can come off as like oh you're arrogant or like that's really selfish and all these things but I don't think it's selfish at all to take care of you and love you because you can't show up for anyone else if you you know you're not giving from a full cup so yeah that's what it looks like for me what are some ways that you love to take care of you and love on you and your self-care stuff
1: um, self care is a lifestyle for me every this night <laughs> bubble bath every night Like this is- <laughs> I haven't always been this way so I feel yeah. like for sure when I lived in Florida it was like finding an escape I think yeah, and so I yeah, would yeah. definitely like as much as I had the time I was intentional about Going to see a movie mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. movies were my thing yeah. at
0: that time. Cause you didn't want to think. You yeah, I wanted my brain to turn my... off
1: and <laughs> yeah. my phone to be on do not disturb. Um <laughs> so I feel like now it's just every day. It's every day. It really yeah. is. It's just I've yeah. created a life that I want to live. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for me that looks like um a lot of things. <laughs> It, tell the, okay it. so the things that I used to do <laughs> on maybe I would find s- squeeze in on a Friday when we had off like mm, yeah. those are the things that now I'm just like scheduling throughout my week so whether yeah, that yeah. is so every single night I take a bubble bath and like either watch a show or do whatever that. light my candle and that's just like my way to like cope um, orange theory is a big mm-hmm. one for me going and exercising making sure one that I'm putting my physical health, as a high priority but two yeah. it is a mental health thing for me um it's a where i process a lot so super love that lululemon i um, knew it. if you
0: didn't <laughs> say it i was gonna say it i was about to call it um <laughs> you know it's lulu addiction
1: every once in a while a couple times a month
0: uh, a month
1: a couple a month or two to three times <laughs> a month, um, I'll go and buy some <laughs> leggings or a new top or a new bra or something. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. All the ways that I used to look forward to treating myself and like, put, I just do that whenever you just I want. do it. Yeah. You're a boss, babe. Yes.
0: <laughs> I really am enjoying the season of life if you guys can't tell.
1: Um, anyway, beautiful. so yeah. I think that for me, I used to like crave those times and now mm. it's just a part of my daily life mm. which I really appreciate. That's beautiful. And again it's not always big and extravagant. Some yeah. days it's just taking a bubble bath, yes. you know. Yes. And that yeah. really is a, a way that I take care of myself. I think it's just finding out what fills you. Mm. Um, yeah. and that looks different for everyone. for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And and people this is my question to you because people especially like gurus would say that like self-care doesn't equal a bath and it doesn't <laughs> equal a shopping spree and it doesn't equal a movie date. That's who. Um what are your thoughts on that?
0: I think it's individualistic. Like mm-hmm. I think it's exactly what you said, whatever fills you. So if yeah. that fills you up, that's what your self care is. It for me it's also therapy. Like I love and enjoy that I have one person that I get to talk to and they don't all their only job is to listen to me like I feel like so many times I'm the person that's the listener and I hear and carry and everything and so it's always so exciting that I have a dedicated amount of time to go to someone and I can talk my butt off and not stop and they sit there and listen yeah and provide advice and so that's like release. like I can get all these thoughts and everything that's inside of me out and someone can listen and and provide you know wisdom and advice for me in, in different areas so that's self-care too but I love um the fact that it's not the same for everyone and so I think the moment that you try to compare to other people and what it is you miss it because the whole purpose is to feel yourself and do what makes you happy and so
1: I think it's important that you cover a wealth of um different components to your life and so for me, self care is holistic, and mm-hmm. it it involves making sure you're taking care of your mental health, mm-hmm. making sure you're taking care of your physical health, your spiritual health, like all, all of, of those pieces. It's just, I think, from there, very individualistic. But mm-hmm. I feel like some yeah. people get stuck on like one component of it. So, like, True. what might feed them emotionally, True. and then they forget the other pieces, and then they still wonder
0: why they are feeling lack. That's the key. Absolutely. It's it's those, every category hitting on that. Um, that is so true. It can't just be in one area because you're a whole person. And mm-hmm. so something will be missing. Um, and so one of my big ones are massages. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's probably between massages and therapy. That's like my mm-hmm. two favorite things to go to Yeah. Um, that I really in love. When you were speaking, you said something. I wanted to hold on to the thought. I'm like, we got to hold on to that because I want you to elaborate. You said... This is a lifestyle for you now. Mm Self-care is a lifestyle for you. You said, because I've created the life I want to live. Mm -hmm. How do we get to that place of like creating a life that you want to live, not one that you're just settling for that you, you have to, but creating a space that you want to live and what you want to do every day.
1: I think it starts with you finding out who you are. Um Mm -hmm because I think we can get into the routine and monotony of seeing what life is supposed to look like Mm -hmm. and settling for that. And so for me, it was just discovering like who actually am I? (laughs) What do I enjoy? What makes me tick? What things don't I like? What things do I wish I never have to do? You know, like discovering all of those pieces and then taking steps to make those happen. Mm -hmm. And I understand that like, living a single life is a very unique opportunity to create that. I know. I'm like luxury. It really is such a, (laughs) such a blessing that I'm discovering this now before I am married, you know, like I think that's really special. And so for me, I really can create it, you know, like Mm. I have all the runway in the world to just figure out what I like and do that. Um, And so I think for other people who may not have that, it's probably just shifting a few things, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like, (laughs) I'm thinking about my mom who doesn't like, she like, does not like to clean. Hmm. Need service. (laughs) You know, like it's figuring out and, and switching your life to fit what makes sense for you, you know, Mm -hmm. and that is a hard thing because it starts with you figuring out who you are Yeah. when there's all of these other influences, but those influences don't represent who
0: you actually are. Mm. So what do you think? That's so deep. I'm (laughs) like, how does one figure out who they are? That's that's, what does that journey look like? Um, That's a journey that comes with experience and time for sure. Mm. Like I'm just thinking about my own experience and how I've kind of, coming to myself like i feel like i am more myself now and i live more authentically now than i ever have in my life yeah and it's such a beautiful and freeing position to be in um to not one to not necessarily live out of fear again of what people think or what they're going to their opinions are going to be about my choices and my decisions and so um that definitely takes a journey of confidence and, and, you know, practice and like doing all the hard things that you have to do to get to a place of being comfortable and accepting of yourself. Yeah. Um, and boundaries, the big word, (laughs) the big word that has really helped to set in stone, um, a lot of, A lot of my decisions, a lot of ways that I see things now and, you know, how I manage people and relationships and and boundaries have played a big role in that. Um, And that's not always easy. That's not that's not the glamorous stuff that, you know, people like to talk about or like to do. But so necessary. If you want to have freedom in your own mind and peace in your own heart, boundaries have to be set. Yeah. Um, And it's not always, you know, a bad thing. It's definitely it's something that uh, takes time to. Learn what that means for different people. I think it's not the same for everyone. I think one thing that I was thinking the other day, you had mentioned something about different people and relationships for different seasons, and I think that's something that we don't think about. Of like everyone, I think sometimes we feel like everyone is in one bucket, whereas I feel like in relationships, there's different circles. You yeah. mentioned that too, so like everyone may not have full access to you all the time, and they shouldn't. So it's learning how to place people and manage relationships where they need to be in the season that they need to be in Mm -hmm. um, has been a huge part of boundaries for me of, like, everyone can't be in the inner circle. Um, And learning, you know, what spheres people need to be placed in helps to manage your own peace and your own sanity and your own freedom. So I don't know how we got on that, but that was a big one for me. I just
1: think, like... Truly, it just starts with something small. It's just, you were asking, like, how do you find yes. who you are? Yes, yes. I think self-awareness is the biggest <sighs> key. It's, like, figuring out what are the things that you're uncomfortable with. What are the things mm. that even, like, you feel a little bit anxiety with. You know, it's not going to be this overwhelming, Yeah, this is the, it's like paying yes. attention to those thick pieces inside of you of, like. When I do this, I don't feel good afterwards. That
0: is the key.
1: When I go to eat with this person, I
0: <laughs> don't enjoy it. When I you know? hear their name, my heart races. Yeah. Self-awareness. Why do you feel that way? Yeah. That's good. And I
1: feel like once you start grasping those pieces and exploring that, then mm. you can start to make a few shifts and figuring mm. out like, yes, okay, I don't love this, so I'm going to pivot here and, you know... And I, th- that's what I mean by starting small. Like, it doesn't have to be this whole thing where you're, like, re- trying to recraft your entire life. <laughs> because yeah. that takes time. That yeah. takes
0: wisdom. True. Um, yeah. And that only comes after you have made those small decisions tweaks. and yeah. tweaks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Thank you for saying that. What does boundaries look like for you in your life and relationships and how have they been created? How how have they helped your mm-hmm. own peace and sanity? And
1: well, I figure out I figured that once your boundaries have been completely violated over and over and over again, no matter when you say stop or no, that that really helps you to define which things you're willing to accept in your life. And unfortunately, yeah. I feel like it puts you on guard a lot with people yes. who come into your world. Yes. Um. Yeah. Again, the. It's so interesting to me that it all comes back to you. Like, I feel like boundaries all comes back to what you're willing to accept Mm -hmm. and what makes sense for you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I don't know. There's just things that I'm willing to put up with and things that I'm not.
0: And (laughs) You're so good at that, though. Like, I remember when I first met you and I wasn't here at this confidence level. I'm at now where I can say, I don't want to do that and be done with it. I thought, (laughs) I remember, I thought you were so brash. Like, I would hear you say, I'm not doing that. Like, just so matter of factly, I'm like, I want to be like you (laughs) when I grow up. Like, how do we get to this level of just confidently saying that and not apologizing for it and not tiptoeing around stuff? But like, I don't want to do that. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, was that something you've had to grow into Mm -hmm. or, or, you know? I'm telling you, here's the thing.
1: I feel like this about a lot of things. Once I'm okay with, twice I'm okay with, three times I'm okay with, but I don't really understand that the fire is growing underneath Mm -hmm. me. And by the time you get to try four or five, I'm done and Mm -hmm. I'm over it. And so for me, I feel like it was people just pushing, (laughs) pushing, pushing. And then I'm like, no, (laughs) like, no, I'm not doing it. So I feel like for me, it comes from like, just getting this fire inside of me. That's like, mm. That doesn't serve me well, mm. and if I'm there, it's not going to serve you well.
0: So
1: <laughs> we should both just probably accept the fact that it's not good. It's not happening. It's not happening That's a no for me. I don't know. What about for you? Mm. You've you've definitely gotten to yeah. a space where Jeffrika like literally could not. You could not like you always mm. just kind of went with even if it was like destroying you on the inside. <laughs> you just kind of went along with like what was going on. And over the span of the last few years, it's definitely been like, "Mm, I'd rather not. Yeah. Thanks for the invite.
0: (laughs) It's definitely been, number one, the awareness piece. Like, I didn't know I was doing these things to myself. I wasn't aware of it because it's, I'm the only person I've ever known all my life. And so I've done the same things, but didn't know how it was not serving me well. And so becoming aware and paying attention, like you would say, paying attention to those feelings and paying attention to the angst or, you know, the energy that I felt around people and like starting to make decisions based on that and practicing, like you don't get comfortable, (laughs) you don't get comfortable doing things that you're uncomfortable with if you don't ever practice. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I would intentionally decline invites or say no. And when I would decline stuff, I would not give a reason why, because that's something I would do all the time. Like oh, I'm so sorry. I can't because blah, 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 blah. I would send the message of like, thanks for the invite. I'm not able to attend Mm -hmm. and leave period, not going over explaining myself and telling you all the whys. No, because that's not confidence. That's you trying to, you know, explain yourself away. And and that's not good either. And so it came with practice with different people Mm -hmm. over the years. And And remembering the feelings that I felt when maybe the date would come around and I'm happy I didn't say yes because I don't feel like going now. So like, yes, girl, I'm so happy I didn't do that. And so it's literally what you say all the time of like retraining your brain and retraining the way that you think and see things. And that comes with practice. And your heart may be racing the first time that you do it. And you may be nervous or your voice may be shaking when you confront or say no, but keep doing it. Do it anyway because on the other end of that, once you – make it through a few times, you'll learn to appreciate you and love you. And there were times I looked in the mirror and was like, I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. Like I would say that to myself. And so that's how we've gotten to a place of confidence that we're at now. And it feels good. Like it's not a huge ordeal anymore Mm -hmm. for me to, to voice my opinions and to say no, um, because I love me now.
1: What would you say to the person who like, they're like self care, I'm so busy, like, taking care of mm. other people or, like, putting other people first. Like, what would you say mm. to those
0: people? Because
1: I feel like you've definitely been there.
0: Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Got the t-shirt, don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't make an intentional decision to shift and do something different, you'll be forced into that place. And I agree. And that would be way worse it won't be as pretty as being able to consciously make a decision to change something because once you're forced there like there's potential to ruin relationships there's potential you know for things to go awry and it doesn't have to necessarily be in a negative way and so I would definitely say you know make the choice to on the front end to be proactive instead of being reactive because whether you do something about it or not it's going to get to the end and things are going to blow over or, you know, it'll get to a point where you can't take it anymore and it won't be, you know, done in a graceful way where it could be if you be a little more proactive in having a conversation or making a choice or stepping back or whatever that may look like. But I don't think it's a choice. I don't think you have a choice to not take care of yourself, to not, you know, implement things to take care of your well-being because burnout is real and it'll happen and you'll see it when it happens to you the thing is it doesn't only affect you it affects everything and everyone that's attached to you so you'll see it in different areas of life if it's not you know in your mental health it'll be an emotional or marriage or with your kids like it'll spill over into other places because everything that you touch will be tainted because you're not caring for you so Mm -hmm. you have a choice to make it intentional or be reactive whenever it does happen yeah I think I specifically
1: want to speak to the people who this might sound very overwhelming to them of like creating my whole life. I have to fix my whole life. (laughs) Like I promise you like, and this might go out to moms who have Mm -hmm, kids and mm -hmm. don't have, don't feel like they have time. Yeah. Making one and I don't care if it's five minutes, like taking some time for yourself to care for you will revolutionize your world. And you might only be able to find five minutes in this season, but that could grow mm-hmm. in the next season, you know, mm-hmm. but like it changes things mm-hmm. when you are intentionally caring for yourself. Mm-hmm. It even changes the way that you think about you, yeah. you know, that you're worthy of yeah.
0: yes. yes, being cared for, you know, mm-hmm. and that set an alarm, like if, it, if it's five minutes, set an alarm to do it, make it a habit, make it intentional And if you have the option, I think it would be wise to delegate if possible, like to whatever you could do to maybe take something less off of your plate or ask a kid or someone to do something else so you can have more time uh, to spend it where you need to. Um, But I always think like there's always a solution. Like I always like to think creatively Mm -hmm. of like, I don't think anyone's ever really stuck. I think you're stuck in your mind first before you're stuck anywhere physically. That's really good. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all we got. That's all we got.
1: (laughs) Self-care princesses. (laughs) Anyway, well, thank you guys so much for listening and watching, and we will see you guys again next week. Bye. Bye.